Hello, welcome to the very first podcast of the Catholic Nursing Mothers League. Today I want to talk about extended breastfeeding. First I'd like to mention a few of the benefits of nursing a child past a year. According to an article in New Beginnings magazine, a baby's immune system is only functioning at 60% of the adult level at age one. Catherine Detweiler, Detweiler, who is somewhat of an expert on extended breastfeeding, states that a child's immune system isn't functioning at the adult level until age six. So you can see how important breast milk is to a child even past one year of age. It's helping their immune system mature. Other benefits mentioned by Norma Jane Bumgarner, author of the book Mothering Your Nursing Toddler, include comforting a sick or upset child, improved dental arch, protection from allergies, better skin, a feeling of closeness between mom and child, and of course all the other benefits that a younger baby would receive through breastfeeding because those benefits don't stop once a child turns one. Bumgarner also mentions why breast is best for mom too. Remineralization of bones to at least as strong as before breastfeeding and possibly stronger. Prolonged lactational amenorrhea, especially if you practice ecological breastfeeding. And also protection against breast cancer and ovarian cancer that increases the longer that you nurse. What are some biological indicators of how long breastfeeding should be and also how long do other mammals nurse their young? Catherine Detweiler um, mentions that there are a few indicators that people have used over the years to determine how long breastfeeding should be. And some of them include body size relative to birth weight, age at one-third of the adult weight, nursing as long as gestation, and the eruption of the first permanent molars. With regards body versus birth weight, large animals do not usually wean until their offspring have quadrupled their birth weight. This would place weaning between two to three years for humans or later if the baby is undernourished. With regards waiting until the child is one-third of adult weight, for humans that would translate to somewhere between four and seven years of age. What about the rule of thumb of nursing as long as gestation? That indicator works well as an average for all mammals, but non-human primates tend to breastfeed for a year and a half, breastfeed for one and a half times of gestation, and large primates nurse for six times gestation length, which is about four and a half years in terms of a human human life. Another marker for weaning is the eruption of the first permanent molars. This corresponds with the maturation of some aspects of a child's immune system and this would be at about five and a half to six years of age in humans. Now I'd like to talk about how long people in prehistoric times nursed their children, and also in Old Testament and ancient times. There were some tests that were done on some fragments of ancient bone or hair found in North America, the eastern shores of the Mediterranean, and the Sudan, and what, and also they looked at the weaning patterns similar to those in traditional communities just a few generations ago. And what they came up with was a weaning age of about two to three years. Also, some researchers have been looking at the average age of the onset of lactose intolerance in modern populations to try to estimate the age of weaning for 
the ancestors of certain major ethnic groups. The reason they were doing that is because lactase production tends to decline in mammals soon after weaning. And so after they did their, their research, they discovered that our ancestors from prehistoric times probably nursed for about two to three years. Now, in Old Testament times, or ancient times, um, according to Dr. Small, author of Our Babies Ourselves, archaeologists examined skeletons that they found in South Dakota that dated back to between 5500 and to 2000 BC. At that time, children depended on food other than mother's milk by about age 20 months. Middle Eastern groups in 3000 BC breastfed babies for about two to three years, which was the common age of weaning for Hebrews. Anecdotally, Jesus was breastfed for about three years. Also in 536 BC, the Talmud set the nursing period at 18 to 24 months, and the reason they did that was because they felt that a shorter period would put the baby at risk for death. What about the less distant past? Well, in the 14th and the 15th century, North American children of maize horticulturists in the Ohio Valley um, had breast milk as the major source of dietary protein for two years, with other foods introduced before they were two years old. And also they continued to breastfeed for about six months after those foods were introduced. Another example is in what would become the United States, English women probably nursed for about 12 to 18 months. In more recent times, according to Kathleen Huggins, who is an author and a nurse and a lactation consultant, in the early part of the 20th century, an anthropological study was conducted about child-rearing practices in 52 different societies. Only two societies weaned their children before age one. The U.S. middle class stopped breastfeeding earlier than all but one other society. According to Norma Jane Bumgarner, in another study of 64 primitive cultures in 1945, only one weaned their children as young as six months. Mothers in China and Japan still nursed their children for four to five years, well into the 20th century. During World War II, Burmese children nursed until age three or four. Up until 1950 in Kenya, mothers nursed until five, Mongolian mothers until two or three, and sometimes up to six or seven. And in the 1980s in New Guinea, children were nursed either two, three, or four, year, four years old. Now I'd like to give just a few examples of different cultures around the world for, um, in more modern times like 1980s, 1990s, and 2000s. Um, in modern Singapore, breastfeeding declined among the poor from 90% to 1951 in 1951 to 36% in 1981. Today the affluent breastfeed more than the poor and the educated breastfeed more than those with less schooling. And I would think seems like the same thing is happening in the United States. Also, even though China had those really great breastfeeding rates I mentioned earlier, um, a more recent study in the 1980s in urban Shanghai found only 10% of mothers plan to nurse more than 10 months. However, in a more rural area in China, they 
found that 67% were still receiving at least some breast milk at 12 months. Um, one, one really positive example was that in, that in uh, the Ivory Coast, nearly 100% of babies are still nursing at one year. And they tend to wean their children at about 18 to 24 months. So that's very encouraging, I think. Now, I just want to mention um, there's two different groups of, of people that um, Sheila Kipley mentions in her book, The Seven Standards of Ecological Breastfeeding, The Frequency Factors. Um, it's the Gange and the Kung. And both of them are more primitive uh, groups. And they experience birth, in birth intervals of about 44 months, and their average family size is 4.3 children. And that's solely based on just breastfeeding. They don't practice contraception or abortion. And so I just wanted to mention my own personal experience that that is possible even in the United States. My first four children are spaced about three years apart, and it's solely, about, solely with breastfeeding. And my lactation amenorrhea periods were between 21 to 31 months per child. And I have five children. It seemed like it got longer with each child. And, you know, I'm just your typical American mother. I don't have a housekeeper. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And I don't have family that live very close. And so just wanted to encourage you that it is possible, even here in the United States, to have that kind of... Um, birth spacing, and experience with ecological breastfeeding. Thank you very much for listening.